This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Can I have it, please? Can I have it? I am live, but I'm, des- I'm desperate to-, to try and avoid this. Thank you. This such a better hat. <laughs> Been looking for that, that's why I'm late. Apologies. I was trying to find this hat. I don't know why that's happening, but hopefully that'll stop. Good morning, guys. Hope you are. For those that are watching only on audio, uh, I couldn't find my hat, so I had to work to wear this awful thing. Uh, I'll cover up the brand, so I don't want to mug them off too much, but it's just not as nice as this. It just doesn't match the show good audio. Shout out to Friction. Awful. <laughs> good morning, guys. Hope you're well. Uh, and welcome to the Good Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, and uh, specifically our Raw Reactions series, uh, talking about all of the latest Arsenal news and info, and getting you guys up to date with what's been going on, answering your questions as well, uh, because it is certainly oh, I'm done. I'm so done with this international break. I'm so, I'm so done with it. It's Thursday. I feel like, and the fact is that Arsenal, Arsenal don't even play until Monday. And I just, oh, so I'm so bored with it. Out of ten, how done with you? How done with you? How how done with this are you? Is the question I wanted to ask. How done out of ten are you with the international break? Do let us know because it's just I'm so bored of it right now. I'm just so done with it. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Good morning to everyone in the chat box. Chris, Robin, Jose, Eamon, uh, Alex. Almost said Eamon then, but it's definitely Eamon. Like Eamon Holmes, interesting. Dennis, Stephen, Vuk, uh, Colin, Chris, uh, Aya, Mick, Tom, Wilson. Uh, we've got Walk in the chat. Ray, Paul, Harvey, thank you all so much, guys, for tuning in always. Uh, 20 out of 10, says Demish. Amesy, good job in the chat box. Uh, maybe it's your first time, Amesy. In fact, maybe even said something. Yes, made my first early live show. It's good. Uh, <laughs> you're not still dreaming, that's for sure. 100 out of 10 for Joel in terms of ha- the level of done inness of this international break as well. The things that have happened, we've... 
had hat scenarios. We've had my light breaking. So now you can barely see me because it's so dark in this room and I can't change anything other than just light up the green screen. That's it. And if I open this window, I get a horrible like glare on the green screen. Is it going to, we'll, I mean, we'll keep it there for now because it's lighting me up a little bit more, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I need to get some new lighting. So there you go. Uh, Mr. PKA says, uh, international break, please stop. Bulldog says, so done with the international football. Can't wait for it to happen again next. Oh yeah. Why, why did you remind me? <laughs> there's another one next month. Oh, then I don't think it's, I don't think there's another one until March after that, but they're just, it's just so long. I mean, considering the fact that now that my job is literally to write about Arsenal for two weeks, Need basically it is two weeks for us because Arsenal aren't playing until Monday. To 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 go through this period where you have to produce content around Arsenal and there's no Arsenal on, it's so hard, it's so tough. Um, but anyway, I'm going to stop moaning. We're going to get on with the news and uh, and kick off. I always say, do subscribe to the channel and the Arsenal way. We'll have another live show for you guys at 9.30 this morning to find some more content around Arsenal during this dry spell. Um, there will be no uh, morning show tomorrow, no 8am show tomorrow on this channel. Uh, I am at the Football Content Awards this evening. I'll be staying uh, in London, so there won't be an opportunity to uh, do a show in the morning because I'll be travelling back uh, to get back to my 9am shift. So, uh, yeah, apologies, but there'll be no uh, no morning show, but I'll try and squeeze in uh, a show in the afternoon is, is probably going to be my plan. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but we'll try and squeeze something in so you don't miss out on some TGT content, but no show tomorrow morning because I'm at the Football Content Awards and fingers crossed we can uh, bring something home or just get, I'll be happy with top three to be fair, top three. Let's <laughs> fingers crossed. Let's <laughs> go all the way up there for nothing. Uh, Wheelship says, I'm there until January. There's no news on any new clubs. I'm there until January. And hopefully something will come up in January. He likes that word January. Uh, and then when asked about Arsenal, Jack Wilshere said, I don't think so. I think the training shirt at the moment is enough for me. So being asked specifically, uh, being asked specifically about kind of his future at Arsenal um, and thinking about whether or not he would sign on to a deal in January. There's nothing, um, no news on potential clubs. The fact that he's training with Arsenal should um, help him really get into kind of the, not the good books of, of clubs, but certainly should help him to get into a situation where clubs are going to be interested. They know that he's training full time. They know that he's going to be fit come January. And so hopefully that, uh, that that will help him get into a new club. But I don't think Arsenal is the right move. I don't think that's the right situation um, whatsoever for, for, for Wilshere is to, it's just not the level that he should be not aiming at, but it shouldn't be the level that he should be going in after so long, really without a club. And in the situation is get into like a championship team, Premier League team, maybe a, a top tier uh, foreign club uh, on the continent somewhere, that sort of level and, uh, and push him. But, I think going into Arsenal wouldn't be the right thing for him or the club. Um, and I think he has to, you know, push forward and, and fingers crossed he can find something in January. Um, looking onto our penultimate, yeah, there's not that much going on today in the world of Arsenal. Thomas Frank, the Brentford head coach, was linked with the move to Arsenal and he's actually directly responded to it. He says, so I understand that well, but Arsenal and United wasn't that how it was. I think I read that at some point. It's very nice, but one thing is rumours 
And the other is if they really wanted to contact me, then we have to take it from there. I have a contract, although it says contact, contract until 2023. I'm insanely happy at Brentford. It's a club that means a lot to me and where I have a great times. I had uh, I enjoy working with our director of football, owners, players, staff and fans. It's the club who must come to me. But now we must see what the future brings. I know we have a mutual respect and a good relationship with each other on that. Now, forgive me for maybe interpreting in this incorrectly, but there is a lot of words there <laughs> for someone saying that like they have a, you know, all they could say is I heard about the interest. They'll have to talk to me. I've got a contract with Brentford. And we'll see what happens in the future. But speaking this in depth about this story, uh, <laughs> he wants to move. I'm just going to put this out there. That's the feeling that I'm getting. I think he wants this. I think he would jump at the chance to go to Man United or Arsenal without a shadow of a doubt. I think he would take that without a without any issue whatsoever. He's done some great work at Brentford. I have a couple of issues with the whole. I know it's not his fault, but kind of the. I don't know how he would integrate into a team where the manager or the not necessarily the head coach, but the manager has to do a lot also of monitoring the youth sides. He hasn't got a youth side to worry about at Brentford. They don't have a youth team. Um, they've scratched that whole kind of system and, and focused on recruitment. If you want to hit, learn, learn more about this, we did a book review um, previously on the channel talking with uh, some heavy, heavy experts in kind of that area of the field. And Thomas Brank to Arsenal, I don't think it will happen, um, but he's certainly a, a profile that's raising his reputation all the time with the work that he's doing with Brentford, but seems to be very interested should the move come up, that's for sure. And finally, uh, Yusuf Enezri, the Moroccan international Sevilla striker, linked with a move to Arsenal, according to the outlet La Raison, uh, or La Raison, uh, <laughs> La Raison, um, but the Spanish outlet has reported that Arsenal are supposedly interested in doing a swap deal with Sevilla for Nesri to help lower the price, to help get their man. The interest in this guy is being talked about across multiple outlets now. Um, it's, it still surprises me how quickly this escalated from one story I did like a couple of months ago. Um, but supposedly this interest from Arsenal was guessed absolutely spot on. And uh, they are, in fact, very much pushing for this guy. Uh, he is someone that I think I would love to see Arsenal bring in. That's why I wrote the story in the first place all those months ago about possible targets that Arsenal could move for. He's a serial scorer of goals. He's a multi-dimensional forward, meaning that he can he's good in the air. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's not slow. He's quite quick. And he's just good in possession. And I think he would be a really, at 24, turning 25 soon, would be a really good addition to the Arsenal team. Uh, and I really hope that if there is the possibility of a swap deal with Lacazette, that that could take place. I think it would suit Severe and, and, uh, and Lacazette. If Enesri is going to move on, them getting a striker of the quality of Lacazette in to help push them towards their targets this season, I think is a, a very fair, fair deal. I think we'd have to add certainly some money to it to make it fair. You'd, you'd be looking upwards of 20, maybe even 30 million pounds to get that deal done. But I think it's certainly a deal that is worth Arsenal looking at. And uh, and yeah, Enesri is is that was one of my top three strikers that are realistic that I would go for this January window if we are in fact looking at a striker. Anyway, that does bring an end to today's news, uh, which means we move on to the final part of the show, which is to get your thoughts, your theories, your queries and questions into the chat box. So if you have any of those, please do throw them into the chat box now and we'll go through as many of them as we can. Um, 
yeah, this lighting scenario has not worked. Uh, one jot has hit. <laughs> Let's see if this makes it any better by closing the blind. No, <laughs> it's the answer. You see, I can actually go into these settings on on OBS and increase the brightness, but oh, I mean, is that better? Maybe it's a little bit better. But until I get this light sorted, that's that's the best you've got, I'm afraid. Um, Alex says, what about Clement Foots Mo Bayo? Uh, Mo Clement Foot. Let's have a look at this guy because you're throwing out names, Alex, that I have no idea who they are. Not the biggest watcher of French football. Um, but five goals, two assists, eight games, 23 years of age. Looks like a decent player based on raw goal stats, but without having ever watched him, Alex, I cannot say whether or not that would be a good choice for Arsenal. Maybe one that Jeremy Smith, our resident French football expert, can give us more info about. Um, but there you go. Uh, Maya says, where do you see us on Boxing Day? I mean, let's have a look at the fixtures up until Boxing Day, shall we, and see where I think Arsenal can kind of... I think I saw Chris Wheatley put out an article about how Arsenal could be in the top four by Christmas or something along those lines, so we'll see. Um, we've got Crystal Palace. I think we should win that game. I think we should beat Villa, so that's six points. Leicester away. The <laughs> thing is, I'm looking at these games and going, I think we can win these games. The reality is I'm not sure. From Watford, Leicester and Villa and Palace, I feel like we can get 10 of 12 points. So let's say we get 10 of those 12 points. Liverpool, I think we'll lose. Newcastle, I think we'll win. Man United, I think we'll lose. Everton, I think we probably end, may end up losing that game, annoyingly. And then Southampton and West Ham at home. Southampton, we should beat. So from the following four games, you've got Liverpool, Newcastle, Man United, Everton, and Southampton five games, I think we can get six, maybe seven points. So at the moment you're looking at 16, 17 points from a possible 25. Um, you're not going to win all the games. Like it's just, those going, what, 17 points out of 25 doesn't sound good, but you're not going to win all the points. So it's ridiculous to think that Arsenal can. So 17 points from 25. We then have West Ham. Uh, on December 14th at home. I think we can win that. So 20. Leeds away. I still feel, I think Leeds are really going to struggle this season. 23 for a possible 30, uh, 31 uh, on December 18th. And Boxing Day, Norwich away, 26 points in total after beating Norwich. Uh, and that would leave Arsenal on a Premier League total after 26 points from a possible 34, which to me sounds ridiculous. Um Let's have a look. Where would that leave us? That would leave us on 36 points. Would 36 points be enough for us to be in the top four? Well, if you think about doubling that 72 by the end of the season, I think we could be in You never know. You could be in and around that top four by Christmas, but I, I very much doubt that it will happen. Um, Bulldog says, hi, Tom. Did you see the Noah Lang news? Now, this Noah Lang story has been continually kind of... It's just been... Festering is a good word. It's been marinating for the last few weeks or so. And we've heard this story. I, I know that the, the news went out that apparently Arsenal preparing a £25 million bid. Um, but that was the same story that we reported about two, three weeks ago. All that I think we can talk about the fact is that there is clearly interest from Arsenal. There's clearly interest from Arsenal in the player. But it, we're not the only club that are interested. Now, 
I think that it's important that we get some more context on the player. And thankfully, I'm going to be doing an article for Football.London on Noah Lang today with more insight about who the player is and what it would take to get him. So we'll wait and see and see uh, if, in fact, Arsenal do move for him. But he's someone that's definitely exciting people. He's someone that at just 22, I think, 22 years of age. And I mean, he scored a few goals, got a few assists. In fact, just having a look now, he's got four goals, four assists in 13 games from a wide position. He can play as a centre forward. He can play on either wing. He's very versatile. He can play in multiple positions. So could Arsenal be interested? Absolutely. From the amount of news articles there seems to be out there, it seems to be that he very much is. I'll do another chase up on it today. I've got a contact that is in Belgium and I'll, I'll see if I can get any news on it. But in fact, why don't we see if he's awake? <laughs> Let's see if I can send a text now live on air. Um, let me just find him. Where's our boy? Here he is. Uh, hello, mate. Any update on the Noah Lang story? There you go. Let's see if he replies. He hasn't been active today, to be fair, so no promises that he'll reply. But on the next show, we'll talk about it. I'll definitely be posting an article about it, so we'll see if anything comes to the fore. Uh, let's go to Vuk, who says, Dunne speak English? I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. So you'd have to find that out yourself, I'm afraid. Uh, Mogos says, is Enesri the type of quality we should aim for? I think we could and should get a better player than him. Uh, who's better? And, and why do you think that someone, and who do you think is better? And, and who is that person that we could get? And why are they better? I think he's a very good striker. I think he's a very, as I said, multi-dimensional. He's got multiple kind of attributes, aerially good, quick, good clinical finisher. He's got every ability that I think we need in a striker. He's not, I just don't, I don't think he's got a fashionable, I don't think he's very fashionable and maybe that's why it puts people off. But Enezri is a really, really quality forward. Uh, YBN says, uh, I'm a Malaga fan, and when Enesri was there, he was a level above everyone else and looks like one of the best strikers in La Liga with Pablo Fornells behind him. I mean, Malaga is, while they have, you have to say, fallen away a bit, um, I don't even remember Enesri being with Malaga. I mean, I very much became aware of him when he was at Leganes. Um, but he came through uh, the he came through at Malaga B, was at Malaga until 2018. Then he joined Leganes in 2018. That's when I became very much aware of him. Uh, and then Sevilla signed him as a as a striker in 2020. He's only been there for a year and a bit, but he's been doing very well uh, since being at Sevilla. So I've I've been very interested in signing him. That's for sure. Um, I says, well, my question is about Arteta, and if we are unable to break into the top eight, would uh, that cause uh, would that be cause for change of our manager? If we didn't if we didn't make the top eight and Arsenal didn't move on from the coach, I would be absolutely shocked, absolutely shocked. Uh, Nimish says uh, Nezri's star stats look good, but I have never seen him play. I hope he doesn't become a Shamak 2.0. Just because he's Moroccan <laughs> doesn't mean he's going to be another Shamak. It's very short-sighted, Nimish. Uh, I mean, you look at the different players that have played for different countries. Just because they come from the same nation means nothing when comparing them. Uh, Adam says, I don't think Nezri plays with the Moroccan national team, does he? That would mean no, uh, he wouldn't be available for the African Cup of Nations. Did Morocco qualify for the African Cup of Nations? Let me just have a look at the AFCON groups. I'm sure you guys are furiously tweeting now uh, in the chat box. It's not actually something that I thought about. Um, let me just have a look. Are Morocco in the African Cup of Nations? They are. They're in Group C alongside um, 
Thomas Partey's Ghana. So he actually wouldn't be available during that period. So there you go. He wouldn't be available for us during January, but he would be available afterwards. Maybe January will come too soon, but the interest in the player is certainly, um, certainly, certainly a player that is uh, interesting. The club. Alex, is how soon is too soon to start worrying about making a European place? Um, I mean, Boxing Day is a good reference point of where you are in the table, I think. So we'll have a look at where we are come Boxing Day. Uh, they are, says the King. There you go. They are indeed in the African Cup of Nations. ATT says, I actually knew him since his time at Malaga. He even scored for Morocco in the 2018 World Cup. I remember this. I remember him scoring in the 2018 World Cup. Was it him? Um, was it him who was um, getting really annoyed at the camera for the game against Spain? I think Morocco played against Spain. Or well, that no, that might have been uh, Ziyech actually, or Ziyech. I think. But there was something that happened. Was it? A, I think there was a VAR call or something during that game, and it really annoyed the Moroccan players during the game. I know that Ziyech was not happy whatsoever. Um, but there was a little bit of a controversy, I think, in that game, something to do with VAR, and uh, the Moroccan players were not, were not happy whatsoever. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Don't mention Shabbat, for Christ's sake, says Kuna. Yeah, those days are are very much gone. Um, uh, Appa says, can Wilshire play in any friendly matches for Arsenal? No, because he's not registered, as far as I'm aware. You can just take part in training. Uh, he needs to be registered if he's going to play. I think some people were asking if he could play for the under-23s. I don't think he can play in those either. Uh, charity matches. Speaking of which, anyone seen Sami Nasri <laughs> playing in a charity match yesterday? How things change, that's for sure. Um, we need... Uh, 2018 VAR was present. In the World Cup, it was. In the World Cup, it was definitely present. Yeah, I remember it. Because if you remember, there was the big whole thing with... Um, uh, Ivan Perisic in the uh, final against France about the handball for the penalty. So, yeah, there was definitely. Uh, ADT says, yeah, Spain scored a late equaliser, which was allowed by VAR to make it 2-2. So there you go. Uh, I think that was in the group stages, was it not? So uh, VAR, it wasn't. <laughs> it was still very much in its infant stage back then. Uh, Olu says, I'm a bit sceptical about getting a striker who is not world-class from La Liga. We have seen the likes of Soldado, Negredo, I mean, Negredo was actually... I thought Negredo was all right at Manchester City. Uh, let me just have a look. That's a blast of the past. I know it's a Sevilla striker, Alvaro Negredo. For Man City, uh, I mean, nine goals, 32 games. But he was he was there when... Was it Stefan Jovetic and Aguero were their main two strikers? And I think he came off the bench for a lot of his games during that those two seasons. And he had a few injuries as well. I mean, Spanish strikers that have come to the Premier League um and done well you think of there are quite a few examples of players that haven't necessarily kind of transitioned Diego Forlan never really transitioned at Manchester United did he either but again I think it's I don't think you can just look specifically and say just because he's coming from that league doesn't mean it's going to work uh what's I mean going from one to the other Luis Suarez scored loads of goals Liverpool moved to Barcelona scored loads of goals again because he's a quality striker uh Fernando Torres uh, obviously came from La Liga and smashed it at Liverpool and then struggled a bit uh, at at Chelsea. I think that was more to do with the figure and just the social impact of that. But strikers specifically from La Liga to the Premier League. I'm sure there's more that I'm just, my mind's gone blank. It's way too early. That's the problem we're doing an 8am show is that your mind is, is still mush from waking up. I'm sure people in the chat box can let us know of any more La Liga strikers that came to Diego Costa. I mean, he smashed it, did he not? Aguero, I've already mentioned, absolutely smashed it. Yes, Aguero, there you go. People in the chat, Aguero, Diego Costa, both of them did really, really well when they moved to the Premier League. So I don't think it's as simply as as binary as saying 
just because they're coming from the uh, La Liga means they're not going to do well in the Premier League. I think it's very binary to think of it in that sense. So, Enesri, I would have a lot of faith. And he's played in the Champions League as well. And he's done really well against teams in the Champions League. So, I would be so fine with uh, with him moving over to, to Arsenal. And I think he's certainly someone that we should be thinking about. I haven't got a response, unfortunately. If there is anything on that line, I will update you on the next show regarding Noah Lang. Um, but we will wait and see if there's any developments upon that story. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys, as always. Really appreciate you tuning in and making this part of your morning routine. As I said, no show tomorrow morning because I'm in London this evening and tomorrow morning uh, at the Football Content Awards. Uh, I yeah. Best of luck to everyone that's that's going to be um, uh, up for an award like us in loads of different categories. I'll be there with Mike from the Gooners Pods, uh, Clive and Elliot from the Arsenal Vision Podcast, both of whom uh, and the Gooners Pod, of course, through Gooners versus Cancer, are all up for awards as well. Looking up to me, looking forward to meeting up with those guys. Uh, I know Curtis is also up for an award. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. The Arsenal Realist, I think, is in my category as well for, for Instagram side of things. So, yeah, there's uh, there's lots going down. Lots of awards. Best of luck to everyone that's in it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, uh, you never know. Thank you to everyone that voted for us and showed us support during the voting period. I know there was loads of you, so thank you so much. It's the first time that we've been nominated. So even just to be nominated is an absolute honour. And I'm already practicing, as Joey Tribbiani would say on Friends, my gracious loser face. The, uh, yeah, well done, well done. Yeah, gracious loser face is uh, is prepared. So that Turkish is Turkish uh, nominated as well. So yeah, best of luck to uh, and AFTV. I think also, of course, they are up <laughs> for award as well. So best of luck to everybody that's that's up for an award this evening, and I look forward to. Uh, to seeing lots of friendly faces and uh, and it should be a lot of fun. So we will see you guys. Uh, not We may see you a little bit later on tomorrow in the evening, um, but there won't be a show at 8am, I'm afraid. But you can join me at 9.30am today and tomorrow over on the Arsenal way uh, for your all of uh, the Arsenal content that will be coming your way as well. So we'll see you again very soon. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.